Welcome to the 47th episode of It Wasn't Me, a true crime podcast where we discuss murders that intrigue us. I am Cindy. And I'm Mercedes. Thank you for listening to last week's episode where we featured the deadly rampage of James Allen Red Dog. Our show is often horrifying and graphic, and we will use offensive language, so if you have kids, put them away for a while and join us for a murder. Also, we are passionate and always have been about true crime, but we must warn you, sometimes we will make jokes and we will laugh during this podcast. Want to learn more about us? Visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com to find links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. If you like what you hear and you'd like to help us out, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a five-star rating along with a comment. Also, please recommend our podcast to your friends. The more the merrier. Hey, Mercedes, what's up? How are you? I'm okay. Good. How you been? So-so. Yeah? Making it. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I've been listening to some really cool podcasts lately, and I wanted... Have you ever heard of Relative Unknown? It's a podcast by C13. No, I haven't. Oh, my God. I am, like, hooked. And I've listened to all of them, and now I'm waiting for the next one. But it's about a woman who is, I guess, sharing her story of when her dad was like an upper-level member of the Hells Angels. Oh, wow. And then he turned witness, and she and her family went into witness protection. And, oh, oh my God, it is, it's really it's good. Really I'm good. hooked. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Super hooked. So I can't wait till the next episode comes out. Are they still in protective custody? Is well, she, like, no, she's revealing today? everything. She's, you know, now at this point, she tells you what her old name was, what her new name is. And oh, some, wow. she actually interviews, like, former members of the Hells Angels current members former uh, members because her dad well you have to listen to it it's really good i bet because they've taken such i don't think it's the organization that it used to be like in the 60s and the 70s right so i think that because it's probably different now and maybe those people are dead and their dad are very very old right now because i think her dad was 85 or 90 when he died and this oh wow i'm not sure how recent he died like, I just need to go back and re-listen to the whole thing, but it's it's really good. It's oh, really good. Oh, yeah, nice. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have to check that yeah, out. Check I've been taking out. a break on mm-hmm. listening lately. I don't know why, but I go through phases like that. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Like, I can't find anything I want to listen to, and then I give, I don't know. I, I just get tired of seeing my voices, so sometimes I'll take a break. Yeah, same here. Yeah, All those right. are, it's it's pretty good. So, anyway, yeah, anything you want to share about your life? No. Nothing interesting? Oh, okay. Nope. So are we having a tropical storm? Um, what's going on? I'm not sure. Okay. I, I'm, I'm really not sure because I keep getting text messages saying that we are, and then I get text messages from people I know saying it's going to get really ugly, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just wondering, <laughs> are we going to have work tomorrow? What's it? Gosh, We're I hoping for a, a tropical storm day tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So what do you have for us this week, Cindy? All right. Well, um... I chose Florida. Okay. I know that we've been here once before, and there's some other places we haven't been, but... That's okay. It's been a while. We're, I mean, we're almost on our 50th episode, so we've been to most states. We have been. There's mm-hmm. a few that we haven't. Right. I just haven't found anything, like, super captivating, and some of the ones we haven't done yet. And that really matters, too. Yeah. Yes, because I'm, you know, I don't want to have to, like, go to a thousand different news articles, and, you know, I, I really do like it when I can find the information pretty easily and not right. having to... Right, right. I just don't have the time to piece it together, 
you know, going back and forth between 50 news articles. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I try to be as thorough as I can, but even then you never know because if you're just getting things from newspapers newspapers, and you read and then, you know, they don't really know what they're reporting on on that given day. And then you (laughs) read it a month later and they've backed that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. You have to piece all that stuff together. And it would be nice, you know, I... I'm going to I'm going to figure out the the secret of getting like court records and stuff. Yes. And even so even though sometimes that shit will put you Well, I know, but some of these cases like I feel like we would know so much more sometimes mm-hmm. if we had the case records. Oh, yeah. And I'm just wondering how expensive that is. I know that there's like that Freedom of Information Act and all that, but a lot of times you pay for that. Right. And it takes a while. It does take a so while. So if I wanted to do, say, you know, such and such murder. Right. We're not that far in advance. No. Like we're living pocket to pocket, <laughs> paycheck to paycheck here with yes, podcasts, right? Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, it's Thursday. I better get busy. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. So tell us about our Florida person. Okay. So um, her name, it, I'm going to call her Nikki because that's kind of what she goes by. But her name was Jacqueline Nicole Reynolds. Okay. And in everything that I read, it kept talking about her adoptive parents, her adoptive parents. Well, those were her parents. They adopted her when she was three months old. Okay. So, so they, they were her They, they were, were her, her parents. parents. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that everything was like, well, her adoptive parents, to me is like, I don't know. I just, it was... Those were her parents. Right. Yes, Yes. she was adopted, but you don't go around going, this is my adoptive mother. Right. I mean, maybe if you were like 30 when... And now I I have heard people say, okay, this is, she's not my biological mother. She's my mom, but not my biological mom. Yes, yes. But everything said adoptive parents, and I'm just admitting that part of it. Is that because they're trying to distance themselves from her, or she's trying to distance herself from them? I think it's just something else to like... Just another mitigating factor. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So um, Nikki was adopted at three months of age by Robert and Billie Jean Reynolds. Robert was a commercial truck enforcement officer and Billie Jean was an administrative assistant. So she worked in an office. Right. The family lived in Coral Springs, Florida, which is Broward County, I believe. The family dynamic was fine. Everything was great. They had like this perfect little family until Nikki reached about high school. So and you know how hormones kick in right you know just people lose their minds when they're in high school sometimes and then sometimes that's when mental illness starts to kind of raise well and then if there's a genetic factor that might be why they keep throwing in you know adoptive parents because there is a genetic component to that also and just i want to say that that i know a couple that adopted they've they never had their own biological children Mm -hmm. they've always been foster parents and they adopted five daughters all of whom had the same mom like the mom would go into prison and get, she'd be pregnant. Well, they ended up adopting five of her kids. Wow. And the oldest one, when she hit puberty, started developing some very strange, mm-hmm. um, she started like setting little fires in the house and threatening to kill everybody. It was just very scary. Yeah, that is scary. Because you don't know what the what kind of substance abuse, uh, substance abuse the mom may or may not have been using, or right. if they were abused before they or were just taken. a mental illness, genes, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Which uh-huh. that does come out a little bit later. Okay. So they lived in uh, Coral Springs, Florida. Everything was fine until Nikki reached high school. Robert states that it was around tenth grade that the relationship between mom and daughter started to decline. Nikki had become interested in boys around this time and also started to experience mood swings. 
So, which could be classified as normal because I was a moody bitch in the 10th grade. Uh-huh. Sure, I was. Oh, I don't believe <laughs> that for a second. But I'm thinking that when he says mood swings. I mean, ask must- anyone in my family. I have never had a mood swing. <laughs> no. But I'm, I'm thinking that it was not your typical, like, hormonal mood swing. Okay. These must have been, like, massive for uh-huh. them to point them out the way that they did okay so this was cause for concern for her parents so they sought out counseling for their daughter through a church minister okay um it was around 1996 late 1996 and um early 1997 that nikki started dating a classmate by the name of carlos infante okay that's how i'm gonna say it all right it wasn't long before they started having unprotected sex i don't know why the unprotected part Oh, I do know why that comes into play, but they highlighted that, you know, they weren't just having sex. They were having unprotected oh, sex. Oh, dirty. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of gross, people. So, you know. Yeah. So, Nikki Cover it. Nikki would soon think that she was pregnant. She was too scared to tell her parents the truth, so she fabricated the story of being sexually assaulted by or raped by a stranger. Did she even know she was pregnant or not at this point? Was she 100% pregnant? No. Okay. So, she just thought she was. She just thought she was. All right. And so the parents did what any responsible parent would do is they would contact the authorities. Yeah. However, after an investigation, the police determined that there was no validity to these allegations of an assault. And Nikki would later admit to her mom that she made the story up because she was scared. Okay. However, this relationship with her fellow classmate, Carlos, was a really rocky one. Included breakup after breakup. I mean... And she's still in high school at this point. Yes, they grade. both are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Nikki would tell Carlos that she was pregnant each time they would break up. Oh, my God. In the hopes of getting him back. So if this happened repeatedly, you would think that Carlos would catch on pretty quickly to this manipulation because that's what that is. And I'm going to I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that he is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And just based on his name, I mean, I know that that's a stereotype, but um, a lot of my friends who are Hispanic, they have a their culture, like... You know, they protect the family. They they want the children, that kind of thing. So I could see where, you know, if I'm going to be a father, this is my child. He would want to step up. Maybe. Right. Yes. So after so many false pregnancy rumors, um, the rumors started flying around school. Like people started finding out about it. Um, and you know how high schoolers are. Well, because these rumors are going all around the school, everyone's talking about it. The guidance counselor finally got wind of these rumors so she pulled the couple into their into her office where um nikki stuck to her story about being pregnant this time she's like nope i'm pregnant and at this point the counselor attempts to call nikki's parents but nikki and this is what i don't understand nikki gave an old disconnected phone number so it wasn't that long ago they had computers that they could look up the phone 96 97 yeah. yeah it would have been like oh, one of those ancient yeah yeah i remember so the school employees were are very resourceful. Though. That's yeah. That's when my career first started. It was ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, then there were computers that they had our uh-huh. information in, but I guess it was just like most your- of it was like in, in school. It would be paperwork. You know, mm-hmm. it would be like everything would be in a file. You yeah. Look it up. So. So the school empo- employees are pretty resourceful, though. So the counselor was able to make contact with Robert and Billie Jean. When Nikki arrived home, her mother t- made her take a pregnancy test, which revealed that she wasn't pregnant. Why is she lying? That's sick. Just, That's a sickness, isn't it? Yes. So Billie Jean immediately took Nikki over to the church counselor. Nikki would end up in the session with the minister and she'd storm. She ended up like storming out of 
the office and went to, a, to I guess, an office, a telephone or something. So where she attempted to call Carlos. Carlos had had it. He had had enough already. So he, he had ended his relationship with Nikki because he was like, I'm tired of this. Stop telling me you're pregnant when you're not pregnant. You haven't been pregnant. You know, so who the hell could blame him, right? I mean, you get fed up being jerked well, around like that. you know what? Also, grow up, dude, and, you know, cover your willy. Yeah. Because then you know mm-hmm. that unless it rips or something. Yeah. Well, this is when Nikki decided she was going to kill Carlos. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. So then after speaking with him, she then goes back into the church counselor's office and has a really a really kind of scary, spooky conversation with him. And um, the reverend is quoted as saying, so according to the reverend, Nikki vaguely asked if a Christian would be forgiven if he or she attempted suicide or did something really bad. The reverend, not knowing Nikki was planning to kill her boyfriend, apparently told her yes on both counts. I bet he regretted not asking any more questions. Mm. Like, why would you all of a sudden just ask these questions and not be like, well, Nikki, why is it that you are asking these questions? Call me crazy. Like, what kind of questions was she asking again? If suicide was forgiven or if or if a Christian did, if... if yeah, if I'm sorry, but someone, if, a, if a teenage girl says suicide... Yeah. And... Will God forgive suicide? Yeah. I mean, duh. Ask more questions. Yeah. Ah. Ooh. Is that our tropical storm? Tropical storm. <laughs> so Nikki would later confess to the police that she had planned to kill Carlos before first period at school in front of other classmates. Holy shit. She's psycho. Yeah. So prosecutors would later believe that Nikki realized that there was a massive problem in her plan. Billie Jean had already scheduled an appointment with a guidance counselor for 10 a.m. the next day. This was a problem because Nikki would ride to school with her mom and not be able to carry out her murderous plan. So she wasn't going to be at school before first period. They were just going to stay back until it was time for the counselor's meeting. So because of this wrench in her plan, she decided that she would just kill her parents instead. Well, not instead, but she would kill her parents in order to still meet her her plan to keep her plan in okay. motion to kill Carlos. Okay. Yeah, there's mm. right. So when Billy and Jean, when Billy Jean and Nikki arrived home from church, and Robert, Robert the dad was already home. The three of them ate dinner together, and then Robert left for a church service around six thirty. These PM. are very devout people. Yes, yes. Could very. that be possibly part of the problem? I don't know. So supposedly, Nikki had taken several handfuls of aspirin. And then after being in the kitchen for a little while, her mom went to the living room to do some work on the computer. And Nikki found a 14-inch butcher knife. And she walked up behind her mother as she was working on the computer and attempted to cut her throat. But she didn't, like, really press hard enough to be successful. So her mom was able to jump up and, like, turn around towards her daughter. And that's when she slashed her mom's cheek, like her right cheek, with a knife. Okay. This is starting to sound a little bit familiar. Really? I don't know why. Yeah. I can picture the mom sitting in a computer. It must have been like on a documentary or something. I Maybe. I don't know. I didn't see something anything. very similar. Like I can picture this scene. Okay. Oh, interesting. Maybe, but I, I could be wrong. All right. Well, Billie Jean ran from her daughter, obviously. I mean, that's what you would do, right? Yeah. You'd somebody run. slashing yeah. the hell out of Dodge. Apparently she ran from one, to r- one room to another trying to escape. Eventually, Billie Jean would collapse, and according to Nikki's confession, she asked her mom if she was dying, and Billie Jean told her yes, and Nikki said that she asked her mom for forgiveness, and Billie Jean forgave her. Okay. 
And then I'll tell you what her final words were in a little while. Okay. Nikki said, in order to end her mother's pain and suffering, she stabbed the knife into her chest. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Nikki, for your help and making your mom feel better. Yeah. So after killing her mom, Nikki attempted to clean up the house, but then realized there was just way too much blood because her mom was running from room to room. So there's just blood everywhere. I know. It's really sad. Hey, everybody. I want to take a moment to tell you about this week's sponsor, Best Fiends. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends is a visually stimulating mobile puzzle game to turn to when you want to relax and have fun. You can play Best Fiends right on your phone and you don't even need an internet connection. As you play, you will advance through different levels, solving challenging puzzles that actually engage your brain. This is a casual game that anyone can play and it's really, really fun. I love this game so much, especially the adorably vivid characters who evolve into more powerful, more beautiful creatures. Best Fiends is visually stimulating with bright colors and tons of cute characters, each with its own signature move to help rid Minutia of the menacing slugs. You see, a meteor crashed there, and it has had a very strange effect on the slugs living in the damp caverns of Mount Boom. Never super friendly to begin with, the slugs now have become a menace to the beautiful creatures who live in the lands of Minutia. You too can join the excitement. My family and friends love that this game is updated monthly with new levels and events, so Best Fiends never gets old. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this 5-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. So, Nikki finally calls 911 and confessed to her mother's killing. She reportedly told the 911 operator that she must be crazy and then repeated the same thing to the res- to the responding officers. So, she's like, I've killed my mom. I must be going crazy. And then when the responding officers got there, she said the same thing to them. I mean, I would have to agree with her. Yeah. All right. So, one of the arresting officers apparently recorded Nikki without, their con- without her consent, but then she later confessed again at the police station to killing her mother that never comes up again it was just part of the information so i just recorded it okay Um, well first of all i guess the arresting officer can can i guess police officers can can record without your knowledge because i guess it's common knowledge that they record right but i guess if they're like on a like a body cam Uh uh-huh or even the microphone i mean i know that's illegal in the state of florida record without someone's consent but i think with a police officer you know he's recording yeah like it should it's be not known. like yeah yeah the defense would attempt to have nikki declared insane and that um so insane that she could not have formed the intent to commit this murder like pre um a premeditated murder but it was premeditated it was premeditated yes All right. they're saying that she was so insane that there was no way that she could form i mean she bragged a, about wanting to kill her boyfriend in first before first period to everyone so well, no she didn't say it to everyone she oh. was just saying she wanted to kill she that was her plan that's what she later confessed to was her okay. plan was to okay. kill the she boyfriend the, okay um uh, the state would clearly disagree stating that the confessions proved that she thought about the crime in the hours before the murder nikki was charged with premeditated murder And as I mentioned before, the defense was trying to claim insanity. She would stand trial in May of 1999, but the jury would be unable to reach a verdict. So there would have to be a second trial. So is that, okay. So where, I mean, is she still incarcerated? Where is she right now? Do we know? Right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Not right now, Uh, but at this point in 1999. She's in jail. 
Is she so she's still a minor though. She would be mm-hmm. juvenile or someplace. Mm, they charged her as an adult. They did charge her as an but, adult. Okay. And I'll tell you later about that too. All right. So um, however, she was found guilty of second-degree murder in November of 1999. So af- they did another trial that fast. Yes. Huh. Okay. So they immediately went back to trial. And after this jury rejected her insanity defense, so then they um, found her guilty of second-degree murder, and she was charged as an adult. Nikki would beg the jury, I mean not jury, the judge to be lenient with her sentencing. Speaking through her sobs of tears, she proclaimed that she believed that if her mother had survived, that she would be standing by her side in support of her. She also asked to serve her time in a psychiatric facility. She expressed her desire to get help for the mental disease and mental disorders that she was. I mean, she definitely had some sort, some kind of mental disorder, mm-hmm. huh? According to Nikki, her mother's last words were that she loved her and that she needed help. So what Nikki states she actually said was um, she asked her if she hated her and that her mom states, no, I love you. You just need help. So sad. So Billie Jean's family did not quite feel this way. They did not have a lot of pity for Nikki. They told the judge that she deserves the maximum sentence. One of Billie Jean's sisters told the judge that Nikki was a strong-willed, selfish, strong, was strong-willed, selfish, and evil. Wow. Yeah. I mean, she's 15, 15, 16, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So adding that Nikki was hell-bent on getting back at Carlos, that it led to her killing the one person who loved her more than anything else in this world. Wow. And that's um, Billie Jean's sister is who was saying So now the dad, she didn't kill the dad. Nope. But Mm -hmm. the dad came home and must have found the scene. Well, she'd already called 911. Oh, yeah. So I guess when, by the time he got home or they called him at the church, there's not really much about Mm -hmm. him other than the fact that he was not in the courtroom when the verdict was read. He did write a letter to the judge. I did see where he was remarried. Okay. Um, wow. wow. He did, however, submit a letter to the judge. He wrote to the judge about his love for Billie Jean, but made no sentencing recommendation. However, he did include that it would be a hard decision to make. So I'm thinking he probably felt very conflicted. I love my daughter dearly, but then again, she's a danger. Right. So Nikki told the judge that her father had stopped visiting her, but he did send letters and cards weekly. Uh, while her father was not president, president, mm-hmm. present, her biological mother was. Oh wow! Because Nikki's defense attorney tracked down Katrina Ramos, who was who gave her up for adoption. Ah. Katrina confirmed that her family had a long history with depression, suicide, and psychiatric issues. She also testified that she attempted to abort Nikki, and did not receive the proper prenatal care when pregnant. So I'm wondering if that, along with just the family dynamic. I'm wondering dynamic, if, if she attempted to abort Nikki, like maybe, you know, having her friends punch her on the stomach or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, I actually know, I know a girl who was pregnant. We She got pregnant when she was 15 and didn't tell her mom for a long time. She would always ask us, punch me in the stomach, punch me in the stomach. And Jeez. Her mom did not realize that she was pregnant until she was, like, almost eight months. Holy shit. Right? Oh, my God. And then there's people out there who actually go through abortions and the babies live. Well, I have never heard of that. I mean, oh, you I've haven't? seen uh, I have never seen any kind of research-based evidence for that. I mean, I hear, like, horror stories, but I don't know if that's... I mean, I'm not like, really I don't know like if I believe that or not. I mean, I think if you go to pay for an abortion, I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I trying don't know to research that much about that. it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. You start researching stuff. But like I don't that. believe stories like that either. Just because you know, mm-hmm. I think that's another fear tactic. But I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't either. Know. So a defense psychiatrist testified that Nikki suffered from a major depression, depressive disorder, and borderline personality. I would have di- said that's what she had. <laughs> I almost said that. Yeah. And borderline personality disorder that affects impulse control and relationships with people. And that's what Jody Arias had and somebody that we did not too long ago. Yeah, because you were like, what we was that? We were talking about it. Borderline personality yep. disorder. That's what we were talking about. Maybe it was the the guy I just did, the Hopkinson. I think that that's who. Maybe that's who it was. Or it could have been, uh, yeah, who knows. I think. I, think I bet you a lot of them have done it. Have this. Yeah. The judge but ultimately sentenced her to 34 years. As an adult, but did place her in a prison for youthful offenders. Okay. Because she was so young, even though she was charged as an adult, he wasn't going to put her in the psychiatric facility, but he was like, okay, we'll put you with. And he took that into account because of some other things that the, you know, that the lawyer said. They were like, listen, the psychiatrist that came in said that while she might be 15, she has like the mental capacity of like a 12 or 13 year old. Wow. Her actions are, she's so like stunted so so they would put her in a youth uh youth facility until she's of age and then move her to an adult facility i would think so okay. because you, you you can't stay in the youth the youthful I'm offenders really prison forever what she looks like in 2001 here's the good old states for you in 2001 the 1995 sentencing guidelines were repealed therefore the 1994 sentencing guidelines would allow for Nikki to be resentenced. I mean, she really she did get some off of her sentence, I don't but really understand. not that long. What do you mean they were repealed? Why? Like some like this the court said they were like unconstitutional. Like, kind of like when um well, I know you talked about your friend, yeah. but that's a, that's a, is that the same ruling the Supreme Court ruling that came much later than yeah that came later okay. but the state started doing it like a while ago so but in Florida that Supreme Court ruling hasn't been at this time it's yeah not, okay. that was um, however so they resentenced her to 21 years and eight months she had only served about four years at this time um, meaning that she could be released as early as 2019 which was last year right however but she was incarcerated from January 2000 to September 2015. So she served 15 years. Mm-hmm. She served 15 years, and according to the Department of Corrections, she is living in Volusia County, Florida, at the time of her release. Wow. Yeah. So That's she didn't serve much time for murdering her mom? 15 years. Officially, I mean, she was kind of in jail before that, but not really that long. Yeah. I mean, 99. So. Interesting. Well, Yeah. I mean, it was a wham-bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. That was a quickie. Thank you so much for listening to this week's murder. We appreciate sharing our passion with you, and we thank you for your support. If you'd like to support us even further, please consider subscribing to our podcast and giving us a five-star rating and a comment. Your subscription and ratings are essential to our success. You can do this on your favorite platform. For more information and links to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, please visit our website at itwasn'tmetruecrime.com. We are so grateful to spend our time together to share our murder stories. Thank you so much for your support. Please recommend It Wasn't Me to your true crime-loving friends and family. And thank you to our Patreon supporters. You are the extra. You too can become one of our beloved patrons by signing up at patreon.com forward slash it wasn't me pod. Thanks again, guys. And remember, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me.